economic world is changing rapidly. You're seeing this happen. First, it's home mortgage interest rates. They skyrocketed. If you're 31 or under, this is the highest you've seen rates in your adult life. And then there's inflation, which is still raging, despite a few rate hikes by the feds. And then also, you're seeing where gas prices are at all-time highs. If you're trying to get anything constructed right now on a rehab, you're discovering that it takes forever to get your hands on materials. And so not surprisingly, the stock market has been declining. In fact, the S&P 500 is lower now as I shoot this video than it was a year ago. So many are fearing that a recession is coming. So what does that mean for the real estate market? And more specifically, what does it mean for creative real estate investors like you and me? Well, in this video, I'm going to tackle this complicated subject by simplifying into four fundamentals that we can then extrapolate some conclusions from so that ultimately you'll have the wisdom to position yourself to be productive and very profitable during these crazy times. And so let's dive in. Fundamental number one is interest rates. They have skyrocketed. So what's happened is buyers, borrowers have lost buying power, the ability to buy a higher priced property. And here's some simple math for you. At three and a half percent interest rate, someone could get, let's say, for example, a $400,000 loan or eight, about $1,800 a month. That very same person, now that just a few months later the interest rates have risen by 2%, all of a sudden a 5.5% interest rate, they can only afford a loan of $316,500. So a general rule of thumb is that for every one percentage point up the interest rates go, the buying power loss is about $40,000. So right now what's happened is very rapidly there's been a borrower buying power loss of to the tune of at least 80000 depending on when you calculate the time of the start and the finish. And they are saying that interest rates are going to continue to climb because getting this inflation tamed is going to require some more interest rate hikes. Fundamental number two is inventory. You've heard me use that word before. Inventory is describing the properties available for sale on the market right now. So if you hired a real estate agent to find you a home for sale on the MLS, they would look through the MLS at the inventory, the properties available for sale. Now, as you look at what happened through COVID, we reached record lows in inventory levels. A lot of times you'll read articles where they describe inventory levels in terms of the number of months in order for all of the buyers in the marketplace to, uh, to buy all the properties. And you hear things like averages five to six months, and right now we're running less than one month. Well, rather than getting down into those weeds, let's just say this, that when it comes to inventory, the levels have been low. And when you look at affordable price point homes, which those are going to be well below the median for your area, they're heading towards none. Builders are not building them. The National Association of Home Builders, the president was having an interview just the other day where the journalists had asked them, are, uh, are the building of uh, affordable homes has that become extinct? And he said, not really, but pretty much. So they're unable as builders to make money if they're building houses in the affordable price point range for a myriad of reasons. Yes, the cost of land has gone up. Yes, labor has gone up. Yes, material costs have skyrocketed. 
but also the time to get those materials has lengthened and they already run on thin margins. And then you have all of those government regulations at the local level to build that are so difficult. There's just no profit left. So what's happening is home builders are building homes, but they're building homes above the median. So what you're going to see is an increase in inventory levels at the above median price points. And the more, uh, the more that home builders build here, that's going to add to the inventory at the very same time, watch this, that the borrowers are going to be buying in this range. So borrowers can't buy in this range. They have to head here. And then the average, we'll talk a bit, a, a bit about this in a moment, just the average number of houses that go in the market no matter what, uh, this is where it's going to collect. And so as that begins to collect, you're going to see that that inventory level is going to climb and climb and climb. Whereas this, this is going to remain close to zero. Fundamental number three, buyers. Everyone needs a place to live. I teach residential real estate investing. And this is what I've discovered. People buy homes for personal reasons. They get married. They have a baby. They have an empty nest and they want to downsize. People buy homes for personal reasons. So that means there are always buyers in all markets. I was uh, very active in real estate investing when the bubble burst in 2008. And I remember people always being concerned, what if you can't find a buyer, Phil, for the house you're flipping? We never had that problem because there are always buyers. Always, always, always. Now, I wasn't around during that time active in real estate, but for some of the old timers, they will tell you about the days in the late 70s, early 80s when the interest rates were like 14%. There were still buyers. So the fundamental here is there are always, always, always buyers for real estate and it's because people buy homes for personal reasons. And fundamental number four is sellers. Now, just like buyers, there's always going to be a flow of people selling houses for personal reasons, but I wanna be more specific and talk about off-market sellers. That is where me and my apprentices have made all of our money over the past 20 years. We have focused on a small niche within the real estate market of what we call off-market sellers. These are people that do not hire a real estate agent. They don't put their property on the MLS. They don't list it. They wanna sell directly to someone else. And these off-market sellers, which encompass one to 2%, in my opinion, of the entire marketplace, this small fraction of the total selling marketplace, they sell due to personal issues in their life. And these personal issues, in our estimates and all the different stats we uh, keep internally, have been very steady. Well, I mean, obviously there are certain uh, small aberrations, but for the most part, the number of off-market sellers are incredibly consistent year after year after year after year because they're not selling because of macroeconomic changes necessarily. And instead, they have some personal issue. Maybe it's something like they just inherited a property from a, a family member that passed that they now um, have become the owner of. Or, or, or maybe it has something to do with their own personal finances and they're, they're running short. A lot of times what it is is because they have uh, allowed deferred maintenance. They haven't fixed up the property in a long time. They've owned it a long time. And eventually it just it gets to a point where there's no way they can fix it up and they want to sell it to someone like us. 
Either way, this is a very consistent flow, and that is year after year after year, regardless of the macroeconomic conditions. Now, because of what we have seen with this rise in interest rates, because the prices of houses have gone up so rapidly over the last two years, I predict, and I am already seeing where, there's a lot less trading sellers. What's a trading seller? It's someone that's trading their current situation for a new house. So they're going to sell this house because they want a bigger house, or they want this, or they want that differently. They want to be in a different neighborhood. A lot of people are thinking twice about trading because even though they could sell right now and get a great price, the problem is the new house that they purchase is going to have a big fat interest rate. And so now they've lost 80 some odd thousand in purchasing power. So they really can't upgrade or they can't even side swipe or side swap, excuse me. Instead, they have to go down a notch. So there's going to be a lot less trading sellers. So I don't foresee that we're going to have this massive flood of sellers on the market. Instead, what I think is we'll have our steady flow of off-market sellers. We'll have our normal flow of normal sellers. But I think there's going to be a lot of people that are just going to stay put because where they are is better than what they could try to get if they went out there in the marketplace. With these four fundamentals established, let's start to extrapolate some conclusions. First, who are the big winners of all this? It's going to be creative real estate investors. Watch this. So interest rates are going to climb, and they already have climbed, which means that affordable price point homes are going to be in more demand, but there's very little inventory. So if you can get one of these on the market, you're going to make some money. Well, where are we going to get that from? Ba-boom. For the, the entire 20 years I've been in this business, off-market sellers are primarily in the affordable price point range. They always have been. I don't know all the reasons for that, but I'll tell you that that's how it works. Off-market sellers are affordable price point. So all signs are going to point to creative real estate investors. Watch this. In addition to the fact that we're going to be able to provide the very thing our marketplace needs, we also know how to take advantage of these loans, don't we? Because we know how to do subject to transactions where we take over the loans of people that got their loans during the sweet 3.5% and below times. So subject to deals is something creative investors can do that most others can't. In fact, I know our organization has pioneered, has invented techniques to get around some of the major problems of subject to deals, whether it be title issues, insurance issues, we've figured it out. In fact, that's the proprietary stuff I don't share on this YouTube channel. I only share with my apprentices. So in addition, buyers. There's always going to be buyers, but we know where the majority of buyers are going to be coming from, and it's the affordable zone, which are the deals that we provide. And then also, as we've talked about, because the sellers are consistent and they're in that affordable price point range, again, it's going to be a home run for us. This is going to be an amazing time to be a creative real estate investor. Another big winner are those of you who bought rentals over the last 10 years that took advantage of low interest rates at long-term uh, amortization schedules. And right now what's happening is these because these rates have gone up, because it's driven so many people to affordable price point homes that don't exist, it's turning a lot of more people into renters. 
So there's a lot more tenants out there, which obviously some of y'all are really up on what's going on. And you've seen where some of those private equity funds have purchased tens of thousands of houses and turned them into rentals. And so obviously there's a lot of different organizations that have seen this trend. But if you purchase rentals over the past 10 years, when we had lower interest rates and before these prices have skyrocketed, you're going to be sitting pretty. You might be watching and saying, Phil, but how does that help me? I, I, well, here's how it does. It reminds you to strike while the iron is hot. The hot iron is going to be creative real estate investing for the next at least year or two. But at the same time, you need to be reminded of the fact that if you sat on the sidelines when you could have bought rental properties at low uh, interest rates on 30-year amortization schedules, that you made a mistake. Don't make the mistake again. Strike while the iron's hot. Take action quickly. Don't make all these excuses on why you can't take action. Get going. Because right here, if you, like me, acquired a lot of rental properties, you're sitting real pretty right now as these rental rates are skyrocketing because of all the demand and the lack of availability. And uh, here you are with those super low interest rates just collecting that rent. And who are the big losers from all this? Well, we've got mortgage brokers to start. Interest rates have shot up, so people aren't refinancing. And, uh, and so you're going to see, if you're a mortgage broker, a, if you haven't already, massive drop in applications. If you are a mortgage broker, either learn creative real estate investing or fire up that resume. Number two are newer agents. A, uh, an article I recently read showed that uh, the fastest increase in licensing of real, new real estate agents occurred during the pandemic. So I guess while everybody was sitting at home, they decided they wanted a career change. They wanted to become a real estate agent. The problem is there's very little inventory for the buyers that are looking for that inventory. And so either as a listing agent or as a buyer's agent, there's not a lot of deals to go around. In fact, in many markets, there are more licensed real estate agents than there are listings available. And so, even on the entire market, including above median. So if you're a newer agent and you're not completely dialed in with a great niche and already have a great team and have a great marketing system, yeah, you're not gonna be in business very long, so you better learn how to be a creative real estate investor. Uh, number three would be, obviously, traditional real estate investors. And that would include our iBuyers. Open Door, Offer Pad, their stocks are down 75% in the last six months. And what we've seen anecdotally from many of our graduates, our apprentices, those out in the field making a lot of money, they are seeing in the markets where Open Door, Offer Pad, and other iBuyers were very active. They're seeing where they have dropped dramatically. In fact, I hear from more than one person, look, every single deal I would look at, I would have to deal with Open Door. Now it's like one out of four. So those iBuyers, they really are traditional investors. They're finally having to deal with the very same issue that the rest of us have had to deal with, which is this thing called profit. And they've been losing billions of dollars, but now all of a sudden they're being held accountable and all of a sudden they are slowing down dramatically. I think they're going to become just a traditional investor in your marketplace offering 70, 75 cents on the dollar to sellers, but because they're not creative, they're not able to do a lot of deals the way we can. So traditional investors, they are struggling now. They're going to be struggling even more in the future. The next is going to be, I'm going to throw this in, home builders of above median price point houses. 
uh, inventory is going to go up in that zone and they're going to have a little trouble selling. So I think these are the big losers right here, but we're not done yet. I want to dive into a couple of other conclusions we can draw from all this information. So to answer the question, what's going to happen to the real estate market? We need to ask ourselves the question, which market? Your local market? Are we talking about affordable price point homes? Are we talking about above median? Are we talking about luxury homes? Are we talking about multifamily? Are we talking about commercial? What market are you talking about? I do see where the affordable housing market is going to stay red hot, whereas the above median market is going to slow down. I see where rental business, whether you have a duplex, triplex, you have a 100-unit apartment building, I think that's going to stay incredibly strong because the, the rental rates are going up so strong and there's so much demand. So I think it really depends on which market you're talking about. And for those of you that are asking the question, is the real estate market going to crash? I don't see where we're even discussing that subject. It's really a matter of, is it going to stay hot or is it going to slow down? But you all may have your own uh, predictions and feel free to share those as well down below. And there's one last thing I'd like to share with you, and it has to do with the affordable housing crisis going on in this country. This is, if it isn't already, going to be a political matter as well. There are certain states right now that are trying to take a page out of the playbook of Vancouver, Canada, and they are putting forth bills to their state legislatures right now in which to curtail or flat out stop the activity of real estate investors in their state under the guise or plan to help the crisis. So what I want to share with you quickly is what you can do to help educate those legislatures on what they should be doing in regards to this subject matter. So as we've already discussed, as creative investors, we are getting off-market sellers that are not modern market. They're not going to hire an agent. They would otherwise just stay quiet in the background. We are taking those deals and we're bringing them on the market. We're taking these and we're adding them to here. As creative real estate investors, we're helping solve the affordable housing crisis one deal at a time. Now, individually, we can't solve it, but all of us combined can at least help. So we are, we are on the good side. We're helping with this crisis. But if these, if these laws, if they have a chance at passing, it's only going to hurt the crisis more. You need to connect with your local representative, your local uh, uh, Senate seat, and, and, and let them know you'll probably reach out to, their, uh, to one of their aides that you as a real estate investor are helping the affordable crisis by bringing properties onto the market that previously were not there. So their legislation can't stop that from occurring because that'll shoot them in the foot. This doesn't require you to get upset and, uh, and riot or, or protest in front of a, a, a political leader's house. All you have to do is explain this basic concept that you're adding affordable housing inventory to the marketplace. And if enough of us do that, hopefully we'll help ensure that these, these legislators don't make a bad decision and, and uh, restrict, curtail, or in any way slow down our ability as real estate investors to provide affordable housing to the marketplace.
Well, I'm Phil Pustiovsky with FreedomMentor.com. I'm a full-time creative real estate investor. I've been a mentor to many who have now become the most successful real estate investors across North America. I've been doing it for almost 20 years now. I have a book that I wrote, How to Be a Real Estate Investor, that if you haven't grabbed a copy of this, I give it away for free in my videos. Please grab a copy of that so you can learn more about what creative real estate investing is all about and how you can apply it in your marketplace. And if you'd like to learn from me and my team directly, if you'd like to be mentored and trained to become a first-class market-leading creative real estate investing money-making machine, consider my apprentice program. And that is where we will turn you into the best of the best like we've done for so many others for so many years. Well, thank you so much for watching. I'd love to hear your comments. Please put them down below. I'll see you on the next video.